What's up, WWE Champions Universe? Welcome to Champions Chat, the fastest growing podcast dedicated to the WWE Champions mobile app. I'm the mid-carder, Rusty Graves, and with me as always, don't call me a nugget, Lee Brown. What's up, Lee? <laughs> Hey Rusty, I, I'm uh, I'm pretty sore today. Uh, very sore, in fact. So, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. You know, did you notice I gave you a little moniker there in the intro? Yeah, don't call me a nugget. I don't know what that means. I mean, I'm in Denver and we have the Denver Nuggets. So maybe you're just telling me I should not be a basketball fan. I don't know. I'm, I'm so, confused. <laughs> so, so the so people of a certain age are going to instantly get that connection. While um, people younger than myself may not, so do, so don't call me a nugget was Owen Hart's catchphrase when he was in the Nation of Domination, and he wore uh... a black. It was basically a black onesie with yellow caution tape on it, and okay. they would chant the, like so the crowd would chant nugget nugget. They were calling him a piece of poop, basically. And so he would uh-huh. he would he would go into this don't call me a nugget. So because we are now in a new MLC and it is the nation of domination theme. So that's why I thought you needed a, an Owen Hart. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? The jokes are always better when you have to explain them too. So <laughs> that's right. Well, that's what I was saying. I love that segue. That was a it's, good on on brand segue for the conversation this week. I love true. it. And if you're out there and you're looking for um, just something really good to watch on TV, check out the Vice Dark Side of the Ring on the last days of Owen Hart. I watched it uh, over the weekend. It was so good. It was so good. He actually, here's one spoiler for you. He went, he returned to be in the Blue Blazer because Vince pitched an angle that he didn't want to do that involved marital infidelity. So that's why he said, mm. forget it. I'll just be the comedy bit. I'll wear the mask. I'll do the, the blue, you know, the blue blazer shtick. Um, wow. But all that and more is in uh, Dark Side of the Ring on Vice, or you can watch it on Hulu. Uh, but we're in the summer of domination now. We've got a free comma that came to us. And um, if you're listening to us, um, as of this recording, we have had quite an eventful kickoff. To this new MLC. We're going to break it down and talk about what you've been talking about. But before we do that, Lee, do you have anything to revisit from the, the month of MLC uh, Free-to-Play, Road to SummerSlam? Did we cover all of that? Yeah, I think for the most part. The one thing I've had a few people ask me about, and it's it's cool that people are tracking our stories and figuring out like, hey, where are you at and what's happening? Uh, at the end of the last episode, it was like the Ali event hadn't started. I wasn't sure I was going to finish, but I was very close on the MLC. And that Ali event, I stayed free to play until, you know, it was like, yep, I did it went completely free to play. And then I did buy a little bit after to celebrate, but I stayed free to play. I did get Braun. I did get Ali. I uh, haven't touched Ali, but my goodness, Braun is fun. I like, I, I know Merrick's, loves cards that are very versatile he talks about that a lot on his stream i'm actually one i like cards that are more stable i like them to have one maybe two good move set and i just fix them that way right because there's 500 characters in the game seven thousand move sets you know all this kind of stuff so I, I don't like to try and remember all the different ways you can play one card but with this one i really do like he has so many fun ways to play so Yes, I did finish the MLC and Rusty. Uh, after our free-to-play journey, it seems like you had a little bit of return to the fold luck this last weekend. Do you want to share how you finished the story with your favorite character ever in game? <laughs> oh, so brutal! Yeah, um, I got what was it? It was a Logan Paul um, a pull where you could get shards, and yeah, just miraculously, I pulled him at four-star gold or, or whatever and i was like just totally shocked out of all of the incredible characters they released over the last month um i got the one i was probably least interested in not a cody not a braun but logan paul <laughs> who is actually but you did get logan decent, paul yeah he's a decent submission coach so there's that yes i love myself oh, he is a, 
a tier and above coach that is absolutely the case and you know i was on uh the thing they send that survey out each time you know like hey talk about the month and you had done that before and said hey do you guys get this and you got some good rewards so i went ahead and did it one of the main questions that asked was how much did the logan paul event make you want to keep playing this game or something like that how important is it to you that logan paul is in this game uh there you go there you go so rusty how important is it that he's on your roster now (laughs) well because i have an affinity for sub moves um i'm pretty happy i got him as a coach um he's a very low priority acro right now for me because i'm trying to take shotzi to the moon my female roster certainly could use that balance um so no he's not he's not i mean cool thanks but no thanks um you know i would like the tech cody would have made would have made my year um and it seems like everybody's got tech cody but me you know so that's how i'm trying to finish the story is by getting a cody Rhodes on my roster (laughs) there you go and i from the free coins we got this with this current uh showdown weekend uh one of them gets you on a shard pull i pulled my last 20 shards i needed for piper niven so now i've got piper on my roster so i've got the plate i got her eventually so we both seems like our luck was pretty poor in free to play month uh like we said i think that was one of my least favorite experiments and i'm not spending a ton but i have spent some since i came back uh and this event alone with the hall of gold i was able to take uh hall of fame triple h to six star put the piper plate on him and get the coin or the currency I need for tokens to take him to six star silver later this month. So it seems like the world changed all the way around from last month to, to this month. And there's some big changes to talk about this month, isn't there? That's right. Well, we are uh, past the kick of the faction kickoff event in the um, talent up event. We're in basically the end of week one or the start of week two in the summer of domination tour um there have been some changes this month's blog i noticed was one of the longest blogs that they've put out in a really long time i think it's because of um some of the i don't know uh, addendums that they're adding on to the game um what is your first observations of summer of domination yeah i i would say for me i i agree the blog was really uh substantial at this time and i appreciate that we've talked before communication is by far one of the things they need to increase exponentially i think for me uh the first place to go to because it impacted both the hall of gold event which tends to be the first week of every mlc as well as the current showdown event that's going on as we record this is the requirement for six star characters it used to be or at least it was last month two months ago that if you had a six star character in each class and relatively each gender you could pretty well do anything uh they made the announcement on the blog and then we saw that come into play on the the events itself that you now actually need to pay attention to having a six star, not just in each class, but eras and stables are going to be the focus. And so right off the bat, uh, lots of people got stung by, wow, you needed to have not just a six star Hall of Fame character, but really uh, the the bigger event that was in that you needed to have six different technician specific Hall of Fame characters at six star to be able to go through it. So seems like they're really ramping that up on what you need. So uh, my roster, that's, that's not terrible, but I would say, uh, you know, anybody who's struggling to get to six stars, that's, that's really going to make some things harder. How, how did you experience that so far this NLC rusty? Yeah, well, uh, I think you said it really well. Communication um, can be, um, can guarantee success if it's really clear and you get it soon enough or it can ensure failure i think if you if you're um texting your friend and going hey what's this hall of gold thing all about (laughs) actual (laughs) conversation that uh lee and i had between the two of us but um so so yeah um i like i so i like what's happening i like like to be honest i like these requirements 
but um, we are still, it feels like, uh, experiencing a high cost of living, quote unquote, right? That, yeah. that there's a little bit of a recession, even though Scopely is more generous with resources than they've ever been. I still feel like we're a little house poor, so to speak. Um, meaning yeah. like if you, like you, you own something that you still can't quite afford to live in um, with the new requirements, <laughs> right? These new requirements um, for me, I had very few of them and I went, wow, this is um, like, I, at least I know kind of what the goals are now. And yet um, I just don't feel like I'm, I'm getting enough um, TP and coin and probably tokens. I think it really tokens. That's and the biggest one. Tokens at shards specifically, I think, are even harder to come by than some of the tokens. I've got guys yeah. sitting two thousand shards short, you know, taking them to six star. Um, and I think that's an issue. I think that's going to be an issue they have to figure out so that people right. can play the game to the levels that they're setting. Yeah, absolutely. I, I so a good example. Last uh, we talked about. Before the last MLC, I was sitting over a billion coins, and as of right now, I have just over 200 million. So that means I bled eight or 900 million coins last month in that event. And so now I'm looking at this month's going, okay, I've got 200-something million. I'm guessing they're going to increase the coin cost. We'll know tomorrow on the daily uh, events for that, which means that I might not be able to even complete all of one week with uh, with hmm. the coin requirements. And then the TP, the shards, TP is getting better, especially with them throwing them into the feud mix. Um, but yeah, shards in particular, unless you hit that 20K on the key poles in the right class that you just happen to need, you're, you're, you're hurting. You're hurting for that. And those tokens, like I could take plenty of other characters up if it weren't for the six star tokens and even some into like the emerald five star emerald and and diamond so i think the thing that people want to take away from this is going into next month like we know for a fact that they unless they change it everything's subject to change we know for uh based on patterns that there's going to be another hall of gold this first week of the MLC next month, my guess is we just saw a preview of how it's going to be. And my guess is it's going to be another class. Like this one was tech technician focused. I'm guessing powerhouse. I don't know why I'm just guessing, but, but powerhouse trickster, something like that, where next month you're going to need multiple six star hall of fames in those classes. And so that, that seems to be, if you're trying to get into that hall of gold stuff, seems to be that you want to start prioritizing some six stars there uh also with the eras things like if you have like this specific event is attitude era focused there's not a lot of great attitude era characters that most people have and therefore are ready to take them to six star and so if you don't have an attitude era six star going into this event you're you're hurting you know and so you got to start looking at where are the holes on my roster. We talked about this on the you got to have a roster strategy episode. But even more than ever, you got to start looking and going, what classes and what stables even do I need to start looking to six stars and prioritizing some of them even over perhaps some of the characters you want to take up because the TP, the coin, and the tokens, and the shards are in limited supply. Thoughts? <laughs> Well, for me, um, this particular issue, um, I think it comes back to boss battle on some level because <laughs> it always comes uh, back to boss battle. <laughs> now, uh, because I am um, convinced the best place to get shards is in the boss shop. I'm I'm absolutely convinced. I would love to hear if you have a counterpoint to that. But if I go to the boss shop. Um, you know, faction store, click boss. Um, like even today, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, four separate offers of um, you know, forty thousand shards, right? Four four separate classes, um, and four separate categories. So it's about a one in sixteen chance. Um, four out of sixteen. So that's like a one in four. No, that's not right. One in eight chance that you'll get. 
the overlay of this of the um, class and category shards that you actually need um, yeah. in that shop, which is um, I don't know that there's a better place in the game. And what I noticed is that they opened up the the boss battle shop, um, I think yesterday, in coinciding with Showdown, um, and so. Some people out there might even be able to grab, you know, a last minute um, six star superstar. And if they have that powerhouse sitting in their um, faction boss shop, um, bingo, you know, you just leveled up big time. Is there another place that you know of in the game where you can get thousands and thousands of shards for that kind of? Yeah, the only other real place is your briefcase, the free pulls. If you do a 55 pull, you're pretty much guaranteed that 10 of them are going to be a, a, a good chunk of, of shards. And this month's, and I think it was last month as well, specifically, they increased those to 20,000 B tier shards. So specifically, not just that it's the 20,000 shards, but they're B tier, which convert a little bit better than the C tier shards do. So yeah, if you do a 55 pull, but how many 55 pulls are you going to do in a month? That's, you know, that's going <clears> to be the trick. There. probably two i think two or three maybe two or three, three. um yeah. let me just let me put an asterisk by that i would say if you you need to save your keys like listeners out there you should only be doing 55 key pulls you should only be doing 11 um of the title the loot pool um for the titles because there's a potential you can actually get a decent plate in that pool if you yep. um if you go for that, so 10 guaranteed, very rare uh, um, of the, anyway, so yeah, yeah. So we're in a place now where the micro transactions of cashing in like thousand keys are actually hurting um, your six star chances. Um, yep. Same thing with the titles loot, like going for just the single pulls are actually hurting your chances of getting like a decent um, plate out of there. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So between the boss shop and your key pulls, that's your pretty well your best shot for shards. Sometimes there's other places, but those are going to be the most consistent. And you gotta you gotta continue to weigh out. Like for example, and this continues to be the example because it is now. I don't think there's another class that's as stacked. Aggressive powerhouse you are fighting for shards left and right in that category because Brawn, that we just got, aggressive powerhouse. The new Farouk is aggressive powerhouse. Zombie Ray Mysterio is aggressive powerhouse. Ridge, Undertaker, I mean, all of these guys, Clubber, that are like, you should you should want them at six star on your roster because they're so good, but all of them are going to be clogged by the shards and so when you're looking at your hall of fame moves when you're looking at your iow moves you got to really pay attention to the shard conversions because you don't want to take not that the iows aren't good but but let's be honest they're not the same level as some of these other guys like if you accidentally took a, a hall of fame you know like maybe not even an accident but you decide to take hall of fame undertaker to six star for the next hall of gold that means you just took away from Ron, Zombie Ray, you know, go on, go on, go on. Acolyte Farouk. And that's it. So there's really a lot more planning and strategy involved than even we alluded to in past episodes right now, it seems like. Um, I have something to confess, and it's not fun. It's not pretty. Um, if I'm, you know, I heard a guy say one time, everyone's an example, even if you're a bad example. And, um, and so, <laughs> so, so, so. For years, for years, I spent shards during talent up events to level up terrible superstars instead yep. of using TP. I, I, I have probably spent in the nearly a million shards at least oh, um, yeah. over the years of. So if you're doing that, if you're out there listening and like this is a practice you've picked up, like it is detrimental to your roster. Yep. And I did it yeah. for years, guys, <laughs> years. Um, 
So there's your bad example of what not to do. Um, you may have 90,000 shards of zombie Dom sitting there and um, you're going to need him to take him up to say six star silver. Um, he should be one of the easiest roads forward for you. But um, gosh, I, that's, that's one of my, that's one of my biggest faux pas in the game. Probably yeah. ever, ever. Do you have well, to like your that? credit, I mean, for your sake, to your credit, <laughs> until they started the six-star conversion, the shards were useless. There was no purpose for years in the game. We never, I mean, there was, you would have had to have a crystal ball to figure out that they were going to make that change. And all of a sudden shards went from the stupidest thing in the game to one of the most important things of the game. So give yourself a little bit of slack, a little bit of credit. But now, now we know. And now yeah. we have no excuse. <laughs> don't call me a nugget, okay? <laughs> don't call you a nugget. You're a nugget. Um, let me throw out one. This is not uh, in our show notes or anything, but one other thing I really learned uh, that I think is a great little hack if you're out there listening and you don't already know to do this. During the faction kickoff event, when you're just grinding, like spamming level, 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 even autoplay, like use the Godfather. Use the Godfather to guarantee that you get um, all three of your loot cases to maximize the amount of keys that you're harvesting during that event when you're when you're clicking autoplay over and over and over. Use the Godfather and load up on keys. Did you know to do yep. that, Lee? Absolutely. Yeah, Godfather is still the harvester of harvesters. And to be honest, I don't know how fast years is but i'm on a pretty brand new device and even still hitting the auto ticket clear takes like it has this animation it goes to the locker sometimes it glitches or slows down to to just run godfather on auto and just buff so that his finish because the finisher is what you want it makes the entire board into loot boxes right so just make sure through your trainers setup that he is loaded with his finisher turn one and that his other moves aren't going to accidentally go off and cascade and pin them without that happening. And you're golden. Yeah, you can just sit there and spam Godfather over and over and over. And those keys, you know, again, we've, we've mentioned them. And you sh we all, we all kind of know this. But even still, not only on the kickoff event does that give you kickoff bonus points, but all of the keys count towards the overall weekly faction event as well. So you spamming with Godfather and guaranteeing to get those 50 to 80 keys in that third loot box set, you've helped yourself, you've helped your faction. We've already said that's the best place to get, uh, you know, the the shards if you get the 55 people. So really week one, and, and I know we're, we're going to be way past week one by the time most people hear this, but be thinking about next month's week one. Week one, you want to have Godfather spamming that easy boss on the kickoff tour as much as you can. And you can sit there, like if you can passive play at work, you just hit that, hit auto, and the only thing you have to do is pay attention when that little stars thing pops up that you have to prove you're not using a bot or whatever. And that's it. Yep. See? Yeah. Godfather is actually for sale in the shop this week if you're a new player and um, don't have him yet on your roster. He should be fairly easy to get in this event as well. I think you're going to be pulling Godfather. Easy pulls too. Yeah. Um, you know, one of our favorite content creators, his name is Mirix. He has a special place in our heart. He actually said um, on his uh, on his Twitch the other day that this is a great podcast. Now I could leave it at that. I could I could not finish his sentence. We said it's a great podcast, um, and then he went on to say for new players. Um, and yeah. and and I, I would I would just I would challenge uh, Murex uh, with two things. One, and this is from Lee. Uh, there's not that many new players out there. But number two, comparatively. Is, there's guys that have played this game for six years and are still learning some of the no-brainer hacks that like yeah. everybody knows. Like my like yeah. me learning to use the Godfather. Uh, I had been using HBK um acro just because it was a quick, you know, turn one loadout kill. I just thought right. I'll, I'll use my fastest superstar, right? I've played the game what six years, five, six years. So so you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to um, put that on our show notes. Merrick said, this is a great podcast. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah. So. For, yeah. Let's be clickbait. <laughs> Although it does, uh, we, we have professor coming up in a few weeks and we're going to interview him like we did 
the Iron Sheik and at some point Merrick's and, you know, so, so it's, it's even just a behind the scenes of the game podcast yeah, too. That's so right. that's right. Dark and side I, I, of WWE champions. I'm excited to learn. <laughs> I'm excited to learn some of professor's secret sauce. I think that's what we're going to keep doing is try to get, give us some, some tips that, you know, you don't think everybody knows about that make you really good. And we're going to just keep um, sharing those with the community as well. Well, moving That's on, right. moving on. We had a bit of a communication wild. Well, it's pro- I probably shouldn't say wildfire because everything happening around Canada and the U S right now, let's go, let's call it a, a wild storm, a communication poop storm, so to speak. When Scopely storm. decided to, <laughs> um, everyone was saying nerf, they nerfed some of the top characters in the meta top superstars um like um showboat did. shinsuke nakamura like uh striker rocker sean michaels um who else yeah. was involved in that scandal powerhouse sammy Zayn, and then uh tribute to the trish which of you know all of us are upset about how dare I... you nerf trish yeah and um you know what's so interesting is it's it's like the world was set on fire for about 24 hours where people yep. were threatening spending bans people were threat it was like they suddenly the players unionized and they went on strike <laughs> or they were threatening a strike a total shutdown wow. of the wow. game um you got any observations or any takes on any of that that happened <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I I mean, I think you and I've talked about this a little bit before, but something I always tell my staff is the only mistake in communication is assuming it's happened. I think that's a quote from George Bernard Shaw. I could be wrong, but either way, the only mistake in communication is assuming it's happened. And so when we talk about Scopely's communication in particular, oftentimes what happens is they do something and then they tell us about what they did as opposed to saying, hey, we're about to do something. Now, sometimes we get the we're about to do something, but it's like, here's tomorrow's event. Or even, I mean, there's been blogs for month-long contests that have come out day of, like an hour before, you know, or something like that. And I don't know what their communication structure looks like there. But, uh, you know, again, something I tell my team all the time, you have to communicate. Rule of leadership is, You have to communicate the same thing over and over again until you feel like if I have to say this thing one more time, I am going to throw up. And that's the first time somebody heard it. And so when we're getting things after the fact, like it kind of brings on some of this storm, especially when something like that, when the top characters that people spent thousands of dollars on get nerfed suddenly. You know, that being said, I mean, I've been, a, we've talked about Destiny before. I've been a, a Destiny player on and off for years. And there is the Galahorn. It's, you know, the magic unicorn of all the rocket launchers in that game. And they've nerfed it before. Um, I think the difference is they told everyone like a month in advance that they were going to nerf it. And so people got mad, but then they had time to, to kind of come to peace with it. Like go through the five stages of grief. And then when it finally happened, it was like, all right, well, I don't like this, but whatever. But when it comes on the backhand of things, it doesn't feel good. And people react poorly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 No, that's good. I had a guy in a corp- the corporate world tell me one time, um, your boss hates surprises. And yep. like, it was like, it was like this. Um, he's like, just let him know what's happening you know yep. and like and and so with a game like champions um the the shareholders in the game the stakeholders right are are kind yeah. of the bosses they have the purchasing power and so yep. they're not going to like surprises um hey lee you think if they would have announced a say a month in advance hey here's yep. some changes we think are necessary to stabilize the game to ensure fairness to ensure longevity <laughs> Like, what? how do you think that would have been received? I think there's still going to be that initial outcry. I mean, there always is, but but people get through it quick, more quickly. And I think, 
again, we're just, this is, this is communication principles with the, the champions chat podcast, but he who understands why can withstand any how. So if people understand why something was done, even if they don't agree with it, they can go, okay, all right, I, I get it. Like that's what had to happen. But when you don't know why something is happening, that's when you start to come up with stories and most, well, we should default on everyone we meet is a good-willed person. Most people are good intention, good-willed people who don't intend to hurt us. We tend when we're on our back feet and when we get surprised by things, we tend to make up things in our head that demonize people and say, oh, they just did this because they want money. They want control. They want to, you know, whatever. And, and we start to create narratives in our psyche that may line up with reality, but most of the time probably don't. I mean, we, we've got to assume that the devs, the team working on this, they're, they're people like us. They're trying to feed their kids. They're trying to go through life basically happy and walk away with as few scars as possible. And when you don't have that communication, yeah, it, it's, it echoes exactly what you said a moment ago. I tell my team, uh, whenever I hire somebody, I always tell them, if you've got something going on, you tell me on the front end of things, because if I know in advance, I can probably be on your side and go to bat for you. But if I get surprised by something, I might not, you know, mm -hmm. I, I might fall into a darker nature. I might not have your back. I might even lash out a little bit. And so, you know, it's that same communication principle, even with something like a video game <laughs> of all things. So if we could know something well enough in advance, I think people would get over it because the reality is a lot of people got over this one pretty quick. Um, although I will say my last thought on this is that this is the fastest I have seen Scopely pick up their pants and run ever, <laughs> ever. I mean, they literally released a note saying we are going to fix this. It might be later in the quarter, meaning months from now. And they fixed it within hours because people were storming the castle gates. <laughs> yeah, well, I play um, competitive Magic the Gathering. Um, if you don't know that about me, it's one more part of my nerdery. And yep. regularly they do they ban cards no matter how valuable you could have, you could own, you could have just bought four copies of a hundred dollar card. Um, a great example of that would have been the meat hook masker expensive card. And it, what it did was it broke the game and it made the meta unfun. And so they mm -hmm. just banned it. And if you owned it, it was worth nothing. Right. Wow. Can you imagine if, and I'm not suggesting they do it, but could you imagine if we were playing the type of game that required bannings in the meta to ensure fairness and competitiveness? Um, yep. So power powering down a superstar that is exploiting a glitch in the game, to me, seems like a much more viable solution than simply... <sighs> putting a red X over that superstar's face for the rest of eternity. Right. Well, especially if you paid a ton to get to them. And, and like you said, I mean, if you know, if you know it's going to happen in advance and if you know why you can, you can wrestle with it in yourself. You can be upset. You can, you can have, cause we all, we all earn the right to say, I don't like this. I'm not happy, Bob, not happy, but then you get over it versus with what happened. There was pitchforks. There was calling for uh, 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 certain members of the community relations team to, to lose their jobs over this. And that's, you know, the, 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 the reality of the fact that this got turned around so quickly tells me that there was some, some high dollar pitchforks at stake. Let me just say it that way. <laughs> so hey, listen, do you know where Scopely's, headquartered out of are they an american company do, i mean do you have any uh, idea i do they they were uh, an american company um they were actually bought by the saudi investment fund uh not okay. long ago a few uh, less right, than a year ago let's just say but so, the public investment fund owns them now so imagine how difficult communication must be to 
um, you know, to issue um, orders first in Saudi Arabian and then to have them translated into French Canadian for Garrison <laughs> and then for them to be then translated into um, English for all of us. I mean, of course, right. of course, there's going to be some glitches, right? <laughs> you're, you're being facetious, which it comes from the word feces, which means you're being a nugget, Russ. Don't call me a nugget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this episode is all about etymology and leadership principles. You're welcome. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we, we not only want you to grow in the game, but we want you to grow in life. We want you to grow right. as people. Um, do you want to talk anything about being in a new faction? I feel like that might be kind of worth something that we, we yeah. changed factions. There's people out there that have kind of been following our faction journey. Um, can I first of all say I miss the crew from the Black Pearl? Stand up, people. Yeah. Uh, there's some friendships there that I need to pop back on to their faction chat. Is that, is that weird? Is it weird? I'm still to, in it. Is it? Is it? Is it like? Um, is it kind of like like changing jobs and then showing up? It's your old job. Like, hey guys, yeah. just here to hang out in the break room with you, um, right? I don't I, know. I thought about that. I wrestled with it because I did stay in the chat there, and uh, it does sometimes feel like I have to be really careful too because I'm I'm not trying to recruit anyone. Uh, the pearl, like we've said, is amazing um, for for what they're doing and. Uh, yeah, but it is. It's a little bit weird. Little, and, and that's probably the best analogy is uh, we try not to treat this game as a job. But let's be honest, it's kind of like going back and, and going, hey, guys, did you miss me? And uh, yeah. you just got to manage that. Uh, but let me just ask you, Rusty. Um, we did a we did an episode on here about factions. And we talked, we asked the question, is your faction toxic? Rusty, is your faction toxic <laughs> we could not have chosen a worse word but again crystal ball right <laughs> hindsight's 2020 because right. the new faction that lee and i joined along with our friend brad is called toxic mafia so yes my faction is toxic um but it's not right it's it's it's, it's in name it's only toxic in name it's um there's one guy who's a pretty salty cuss in there that's uh I think it's kind of his thing. It's funny. So shout out to you. You know who you are if you're listening. Um That's right. But uh but but it's it's it, if, okay, so let's talk positives. Um it felt yeah. really good to play the game with a higher level of engagement across the faction and to be yeah. able to max the uh kickoff event, which I mean right. We're only a week in, so it's like we can't really say, um, you know, that we have a ton of results yet. But like, I, I thought um, I'm set up this month now to do some really good things after maxing yeah. that. Um, and I got more comma shards than um, than I, pr you know, probably would have gotten if it would have only been like milestone seven to ten. So like, I feel right. really good about the, you know, this month's free character. I've already got him at four star bronze which means I'm able to use him to collect energy on his tour that came out today to push me yep. into showdown mode further. Um, it's, it's wild. The amount like the dominoes that fall and hit each right. other based on um, the overall factions level of participation and engagement. Yep. And, and that's all, all the big differences. We went from a, like we've said, a faction that was trying to break the top 100, but kind of always on that bubble to now one that's in the top 40, top 50 for most of the events that we've seen. But yeah, similarly, uh, the MLC solo, that's my, you know, boss battle is yours. Maxing the solo is my kind of uh, one that I go as much as I can towards. And Right now, I'm at 154,000. When by Monday, the goal would be to one, be at 125. Uh, I did max bronze tours. I usually go through that is Braun Strowman or Braun Stromy Puffs tours, uh, not bronze tours, but I did go through all those. Usually, I save those towards the end. I wanted the keys, I wanted to try and get the five star gold fuse for Kama because comma and if your uh siri device just activated when i said this and you put comma it, it, it puts the it puts the actual comma 
you know, the, the, oh, the punctuation, mark. punctuation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as opposed to comma, K-A-M-M-A. Uh, but yeah, even though he is a, a horrible nugget of a character. Oh, come on. <laughs> just terrible, terrible, terrible free character. But that's okay. We've had so many good ones. Um, I thought, I thought, so, yeah. I thought, so here's a spicy take. I thought, um, given the cultural moment that we're in, and everyone's yeah. awareness of representation, this was a weird faction to kind of nerf. This was kind of, like it's kind of a the weird nation. move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like, and I'm not trying to get you know, like I'm not trying to get too whatever. But sure. I was like, hey, I raised an eyebrow. I raised an eyebrow <laughs> a little bit. Um, I think oh, it's oh. just comma. I, I really, I mean, because like, let's let's look at the guy Farouk that just came out. He is unbelievably powerful. And yeah, yeah, but that's acolyte of destruction. That's not nation of domination, that's Farouk. True. That's that's, that's acolyte. That's Farouk, who's in the the Ministry of Darkness with Undertaker. That's true. So so, yeah. Delo's still good. Delo's still good. He's I he's did a good see Davy. I saw Davy D play yeah. with Delo Triple Blue incredible at six star yeah. silver and i thought yeah i don't think that's happening that's not coming my way but uh really impressive <laughs> show. really impressive showing really, yeah really well one other thing i wanted to talk about before we go into the wwe stuff is uh that is the actual wwe game is we've got this summer of champions dev report and they are slow leaking you talk about communication like they are giving the the bare minimum of of a breadcrumb trail here where they've said there's going to be some new characters. We know who they are. They're unveiling them, you know, week by week. And so far we have three of the four uh, and we know who the, the fourth one is. We just don't know what class, what era, etc. cetera. Um, and they've said, this is going to change the game. The way you play it will fund them. Now they've used that hyperbole before, right? They said that, months ago and it was six star silver was the big change oh, yeah. but i've got some thoughts and questions uh rusty what are you thinking about these new characters and how the game will forever change so that the game cannot be played the same way that it was played before thank you robert california nice <laughs> do you want do you want like my wish list of what I hope they're going to do, sure. or do you want? Yeah, me to then we can talk about reality, about what yeah. they're doing. Um, yeah, it I, like it would be really cool if um, somehow they could incorporate more concepts from the wrestling world, like a valet or. Uh-huh. Right, because we have managers, or we have trainers right. and coaches. But what if you had a manager? You know, yeah. what if the manager the gave you boost a valet? Right? right. What if um, suddenly face and heel actually mattered? Right. Ooh. If, it's a, if he's if he's you know a positive if if he's kind of a, a crowd baby face that everyone loves, or if he's like kind of a malicious heel out to to disrupt. Um, like that would be an interesting concept that would truly change the way the game was played because you would take, let's say, a mediocre superstar. We were just talking about comma, right? What right. if you had, um, I can't even remember his name from the wrestling world, but the nation, when they first debuted, they had a manager whose likeness was in the vein of Johnny Cochran. They gave him like a fast talking oh, yeah. in a gray suit. And he was just this really incredible, um, you know, promo guy. And so you start thinking like, um, it wasn't what Teddy were... long, was it? No, it was, a... I'll look him up, uh, but it was a real okay. skinny guy. Um, and they also had like two vanilla ice looking rappers that would come out <laughs> with them. Um, and they had Crush with the face tattoo. I don't know if you remember. Oh yeah, like the initial nation Crush. was weird. It was weird. It was it was yeah. chaotic um, to say the least. Uh, so like I've been thinking about some of those concepts. Like what if you had you know managers um, and face heel kind of persona that could change. I don't know. It gives you a special ability. Now plates yeah. do that. We understand plates do that. But what if there were more superstars to unlock that were maybe not 
wrestlers at all. What if someone right. like a mean Gene Okerlund from iconic yeah. WWF, I'll say F, um, you know, announcer, interviewer backstage. Um, if you could pair Gene Okerlund with Hulk Hogan, you would actually be able to capture the magic that was our childhood of the 80s and somehow um, right. boost that superstar in the game. I don't know. That's my yeah. first thoughts initially. What are you what are you thinking or maybe wish wish you could see yeah. coming out of this revolutionary change? Well, first off, speaking of our childhoods, uh, as of I think it was yesterday, happy 70th birthday to the the Hulkster. It's crazy that he is 70 years old. That tells me how old I am in relation mm. to the world right now too. I'm growing up there. But uh so I don't know if I have what I think it's going to be. I have what I am interested that it's not because when they announced these, my initial gut reaction was, Oh, this is going to be another set of IOW promoters. Uh, but the fact that they have slow leaked the eras and classes, they're not IOW class. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm looking at Liv right here. You know, she was the one they most recently announced. She is a modern era trickster oblivion is the the card title uh but that means she's not an iow so it's not just an iow promoter for an existing mode now maybe maybe something tied to a new mode i can't imagine how this would work uh my only idea or like wish list my favorite mode in real wrestling and often wrestling games is the royal rumble how <laughs> cool would it be if you threw into a server where there were 30 people quote unquote in the ring and it started two V two and you kept fighting and eliminating people until you got knocked out. And then somebody else like immediately, maybe from your faction, maybe from a different faction came in and, and took your spot. And this live, this chainsaw, Charlie, Indy Hartwell, uh, you know, maybe with Bob Orton, what if they, what if they uh, boosted like, your ability to stay in the Royal Rumble match in the game or something. Maybe it is something that groundbreaking that it's just, you've never seen this before in champions. Uh, I get the sense. It's probably going to be something more like six bronze to six silver. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like incremental change, not exponential change. Right. I don't want to set myself up to say, Oh, it's exponentially going to be different. And then it's an incremental change. And I get disappointed. I could see it being a new currency type. Um, yeah, as you were sharing about that, you know, like moments are essentially a new currency type. Um, yeah, that's I, true. I, I, I don't, yeah, but interestingly enough, are those superstars do they all represent four different eras? Is it like Legends, um, Attitude? No, NXT? well, we don't know for sure what Chainsaw Charlie is going to be, but let's be honest, it's Attitude. I mean, Terry right. Funk as Chainsaw Charlie was Attitude Area. But you've got Legends, and then you got two modern era because you got Liv and Indy are both modern. Yeah, but era, Indy's but NXT. They're all right? different classes. So, so maybe Indy... she is not. Oh, she's on the main roster now. I haven't seen her. She got hurt right when she got called up. So did she <laughs> get hurt when Dexter Loomis raised her up to get the belt at Money in the Bank? Is that when she got hurt? <laughs> he lifted her up and she hit her head, got know. a concussion. Oh, I don't know, but she legitimately, I know she did get hurt, but she is considered main roster now and not, not NXT. She was actually backstage. Uh, there's a, we're, we're getting into our WWE talk a little bit, but there's a whole thing about the way, you know, the, the group that includes Dexter and her and Johnny Gargano and his wife and Ken or Candice LeRae is his wife. Yeah. Um, like why they're keeping them off TV. Maybe they're going to do something special. Maybe they're the Bray Wyatt six when he comes back. Oh, I hope but either so. way, she's modern era. So, uh, so we've got modern era current roster for two of them. And then a legends and a more than likely attitude era, but there's no rhyme or reason. There's no tie that binds them that we see right now. Okay. Aside from that, they will have one. Is that it? That's all you want to see is a rumble? Or is there something else too? I just, I honestly don't know. I mean, the game could go a hundred different directions with this. I, I try, like we talked about like, hey, why don't we dream up some things in advance? And I just, I, I get, I get really blocked in my mind when it's so open-ended that it could be anything. Not because I can't dream that big, but because mm -hmm. I know what Scopely's history is. 
and it doesn't tend to be explosive new like boss battle to give you credit for your favorite mode boss battle is the most exponential change we've had in years in the game so i I don't know to expect that again yet i love boss battle i love it i love it i hope you love it too (laughs) um hey that manager of nation of domination his name is clarence mason are you familiar with clarence mason i mean that's just that's him but no yeah that's deep that's deep tracks right there um and really um the nation started if I'm remembering my history correctly, pre-Attitude Era, um, when they were still not quite sure what what this thing was. It was kind of the post-Montreal screw job. We really don't have a name for it. And like right. Doink is still on Monday Night Raw, but like <laughs> there's this right. new guy named Steve Austin who's, you know, really uh charismatic. And, master. Yeah, yeah. So so that's when the nation kind of first debuted was Ahmed Johnson, and it wasn't quite Attitude Era, so. Yep, yep, but then they definitely were, I mean, the version of the nation I know is primarily the one where The Rock takes over. I mean, that's the, that's the end of their story more than it is the beginning, obviously, but that is, that's where I know, and, and frankly, we need an OP Rock in this game, you know, I mean, Memrock is good, but he lost his shine, but most of the other, The Rocks, they're they're C tier for the most part. Not all yeah. of them, but most of them. Yeah, it's so. true. It's kind of true of Austin as well. Like the best Austin yeah. is Stunning Steve, right? Isn't he the yeah. best Austin? Maybe the, the Motu. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. The weird like cyborg looking thing with the with oh, the yeah. trap job, oh. man. Oh, that's bizarre. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But even him, and he is super rare. Very few people have him. But those who do, I don't see them like prioritizing him to six silver. Um, you know, maybe you do Z Austin, Zombie Austin because of nostalgia or because like today's, you know, thing with the showdown, he's legitimately your only option for a lot of people. But yeah. other than that, like, I mean, I have six star silver hall of fame, Austin, but that's because I have so many shards of him. Well, that's two it. things, two things I'd love to see. I didn't, I didn't share this earlier, but I'd love to see a way to clean out our lockers, just convert it to shards or coins or TP or something, clean out the old locker, and then give us uh, a better roster management stuff. Give us a favorites list. Lee said that a, a bunch of times. Or some way to, like, this is the guys that I'm working on, that I'm building. Yep. Like, these are my priority builds. Yeah. Maybe even a better way to sort straps. Like, more sortability yep. would be phenomenal. So maybe that's yeah. an incremental change. Yep. So shout out to El Nino, one of the players from the Black Pearl, but he sent out, uh, or they sent out, I'm assuming it's he, uh, sent out a screenshot from the mobile, I'm sorry, the uh, desktop version of it. And apparently coming to mobile, maybe hopefully soon, there's a search bar function now where you can search for a character at least by name. So like whenever I'm trying to get to Godfather, I have to remember that my Godfather is 12K talent and then just try and find them in that mess of 12K talent. You can type in G O D F A and then boom, there he, there he is. And you just type click on the God. name. Type Search in God. God. And Charles <laughs> Wright. I think the same. Yeah, Charles Wright shows up. <laughs> and he's also comma, right? Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. So we may get a Hall of Fame comma this month. We we got Hall of Fame Godfather already. Oh, there, okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, if they Hall of Fame specific, that'd be like saying we need Papa Shango specifically as a Hall of Fame character. That'd be scariest that'd be heel of all time to a ten year old yeah. child. Scariest, oh yeah, terrifying. Um, doing actual voodoo in the ring, you know, sacrificing <laughs> live chickens to Jake's snake. I mean, it just was outrageous what they were doing with those guys in the ad. And right. that was the real Attitude Era, you know, the early nineties. When Flair and Bobby Heenan were around, they had more attitude than anybody. So that's right. Well, I think we've made the turn to WWE TV. Uh, you got any yep. like you got any burning sensations from SummerSlam that you feel like are must talk about? 
Do I need to go to the doctor for anything after summer? <laughs> Any slam? itchy, cracky, burning sensations? From oh summer my gosh! I, I think I might have caught something from the bloodline match. I just, I the expectations were so high, and Jay, love him. He, you know, he's he did, you know, so good. And I really feel like they just had so much they could have done. I think expectation management was was the problem. Right. I think you know, start talking. Oh, the Rock's gonna, or even Rikishi's gonna come back, or. And then it was just a a nonsensical heel turn by Brother Jimmy. Like Jimmy I get they trying to set them up. But we wanted to it. see Roman come to his senses, and instead we got Jimmy in a black hoodie. That's yeah, that's... yeah. <laughs> that was it. Was worthy was of a Tuesday night in Texas. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> right. It was terrible. That was like that was like house show material. Terrible. Oh. Instead of the main event, which, you know, maybe that's the other thing. Like, can they stop saying we have five main events for this pay-per-view? Like, that was, that's nonsense. That was nonsense. However, I did uh, match of the night for me. And, you know, I'm not a Cody guy like you are, but match of the night was was Cody Brock. Easily. Easily match of the night. Cody. So, yes. And, and it was uh, Brock that made it possible because even apparently the whole thing at the end where he took off his gloves and shook his hands, that by all verifiable sources, that was not the script. Brock right. just read the room right. and made the call. And that was incredible. Like, well, I think go. Brock, Brock's, he's smart in the business, smarter than we ever give him credit for. And I think he goes, you know, I never really had a motive for any of this so let me just shake your hand for taking a beating for no reason <laughs> yep yep you're the he's the gatekeeper like that creates uh, the he's the one like if you get through him you can finally play with the big boys but if you don't get through him he's the he's the fly swatter and the gatekeeper all in one so, yeah so so as the bloodline do you know the tv term jump the shark do you know that term where it's like yes. it's run its course its best yep. days are behind him. Has the bloodline yep. now? Now Heyman in the post SummerSlam press conference said, "We're in the bottom of the third. You know, bot- like <laughs> they're saying, like we've only just begun to tell the story. Where right. can they go from here? How can they make it to where we don't boo Roman out of the arena?" Right. I I mean, if we boo him out of the arena, they've done their job because at least he's getting a reaction. The the bigger thing is if we just get bored and change the channel like i wonder what else is on like that's the whole you remember the rocks promo that was his oh. whole thing like i wonder what else is on like if that yep. if that's what we do then that's when they fail but i kind of i'm kind of there i mean they you know spoilers for for monday night raw um smackdown whichever it was this week but uh but jay left the company quote unquote he's left the bloodline he's left the noie family and he's left wwe uh, I saw a bunch of people in the Toxic Mafia uh, chat on Discord posting, you know, Jay Uso is all elite and all that. So it gets some from some decent chatter, but but how long do they hold off on that? I mean, WWE historically has bad bad time waiting. Like they're the kid with the you, you ever hear about the marshmallow experiment with the little kids? Oh yeah, like, if yeah, you wait, put you them get in a room. two. Yeah, exactly. Vince McMahon has never waited for two marshmallows. He's always like, whatever, just give me that one. And so, like, Jay will be back in a week. And if he's not, what do they do with it? Because they can't go back to Sammy. He's hurt. KO's hurt. Uh, I mean, Cody, they they don't want to start that until Royal Rumble to get back to Cody Roman. So, yeah, it feels like we're in a massive holding pattern. And... You know, what do you do? Do you just let Roman go off TV for a while and hope that people miss him? I, I no, I don't know. It's kind of backing into a corner. Yeah, it's not good. They're they're gonna have to really actually get creative with it. Uh women's division, things are really picking up. We got a cash in, a successful cash yeah. in. We got a new women's champ and then a new new women's champ out of SummerSlam. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, tell me your thoughts on that. Um so EO is, I mean, I was surprised they put a belt on her. Um, I think she's going to be, so, so here's the, here's the governing principle that we are now entering the, the period of WWE TV where nothing really matters until 
Survivor Series, or and really yeah. nothing really matters till Royal Rumble. So she might have a title reign. Um, it's kind of like a Kofi Kingston title reign where it's like, ah, you know, he's not going to keep that belt for a long time, but it's pretty cool to see him have it, like right. deservingly so. Like you know, she's kind of the next thing up from NXT that has worked really hard. And um, but gosh, I mean, like, are we supposed to believe that you know Charlotte and and Bianca and Oscar? all three are not just going to take that belt back from her at payback, you know, any one of them, yeah. right. Should, should just snatch it out of her hand. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, the, to me, the Shotzi story is still the greatest thing happening right now. It's the most interesting. It's compelling TV. And then like my daughter, who's kind of learning the business. She's like, so is Shotzi the heel now? So what Ooh. is Bailey? What is Bailey? And I'm like, yeah. uh, I said, I think everyone's just kind of a tweener at this point, it feels like. Um, yep. But, uh, yeah, the Cody's telling some good story. The women are telling good stories. The Universal Championship is to sell toys uh, at Walmart, <laughs> I think, is right. the purpose of it. Um, I thought Seth might actually lose to Finn to make that a – I don't know. It kind of felt like a, a, a Jetta, um, a crown jewel show to be honest uh yeah i could see that SummerSlam is usually one of the top events of the year one of the big three one of the big mm-hmm. four it didn't feel yeah. like a big three event this year i think for me um so i i think the eo thing really put that over like unless asuka won definitively which i was pretty nervous that they weren't going to do i didn't want to see it back on bianca um i will say Man, I was in uh, Merrick's live chat Discord as that was going on. They had everybody fooled when Bianca went down. It was like, oh, man, she really got hurt. She's done. Like, that yeah. was bad. And then when she came back and it was like, no, no, no. Like, she's just like, this isn't real, man. It's not real yet. She's still just powering through. And then when she hit that, like, you know, springboard 540, you know, uh, flip yeah. and stuff, it was like, oh, yeah, never mind. She's fine. Um, but that was good. They did a re- – like – that match, and by the way, that match, my goodness, that was the most botchiest botch fest I have ever seen. They oh, it had was brutal. No timing. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. And oh, even was to bad. the point where Charlotte was like, she was calling some of her 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 um, what do you call it spots. when you like? Yeah, she was calling her spots while they're zoomed in on her, and like you can right. see what she's saying and hear it. Um, yep. You're just like they didn't have. Any, I don't know if it's they didn't have time to prepare. I don't know if it's that they were so busy traveling this month, but it was mm, it wasn't the match it's it could have been or should have been. But the ending, man, that's it's all in how you leave them. Like Bianca getting it and going, oh come on, and then boom, EO. And I disagree. I think EO. I think they have the opportunity to create a main event level talent now will they that's yeah you're right that's the question mark will she be the hometown kofi kingston run that everybody goes oh remember when or will she actually get elevated into that stratosphere i don't know i i don't know for me i I would say the match that really got me was seth and uh finn i i will be honest that was the go to the bathroom match for me i had no interest in it whatsoever and again, that last stretch with with Mister or Senior Money in the Bank, the the visual storytelling they did, and yeah. shout out to Damian Priest, like him, like getting upset and throwing the case in there and being like, "Fine, do it, just get it done." And then whenever Seth stomped him onto it, Damian's face was just it was the entire story right there. Like that made me care, where I have not cared about that storyline yet. These are the guys that are capable of putting on five star matches that um Art. it's it's yeah, it's so weird. It's like the NXT versions of themselves yeah. are lo- like the indie darlings. They are yep. they are long gone. Um and it, it was like watching bad Adam Cole, you know? It's like <laughs> it's like baby. Because you know Adam Cole's capable of delivering yeah. the goods, and you're going, is Adam hurt, or does he just not care? Is he trying to like stay healthy for like the longevity of his career? What is this? Um, yeah. yeah, 
that was a, that was a snoozer and it really sh- the stakes should have been higher and Finn should have went over yeah so yeah i i agree i mean the story at least is interesting where they're going with it like if they go damian priest versus finn for a while that's that distracts the briefcase i would i would still uh, i still think dominic mysterio was the person to put the briefcase on but if they wind it where where they keep the briefcase on him until i <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I said this and I know it would it would just crap on your parade so much, but I would love to see Cody finish the story, finally win, and that's when Damian Priest cashes in and Cody was the champion for less than three seconds. Or I'd minute, be okay or with what, that. I'd be oh, okay with it that. It would be heartbreaking, you know? <laughs> I, I, I actually I'd be okay with it because Cody's gonna have he's gonna have to continue to tell really good stories and be on the hero's journey. So I'd yeah. I'd be okay with that. Well, you know what? I'm on the East Coast, and the sun has gone to – this is the latest we've ever recorded, the latest in the week and the latest at night we've ever recorded. Yeah. So we better wrap it up, and we'll come back maybe next Thursday with some fresh content, huh? That's right. Yeah, I think so. So everybody out there and uh, WWE Champions Game World, I hope you enjoy your summer of domination. Enjoy your uh, really difficult-to-like Kama Mustafa and Smash Gems, and be good with, good to one another.